welcome to the Loose Far With podcast. I'm Andy. And I'm Callum. And we're all about the league. The M62 <laughs> and beyond. Good evening. Good evening. Uh, we're a little bit late recording tonight, aren't we? Yes, and why is that? Because uh, I've got an injured calf again and I've had to go for some physio on it. Again. <sighs> again. Sound it's depressed. De- well, I am. It's demoralising. Mm. And it's been a bit of a demoralising week, to be honest, because... Sport's not been very good, I don't think, this week either. No? Well, it's international break, isn't it? Yeah. That's terrible, isn't it, in itself? Nobody wants that. No. Nobody wants that. It's rubbish. It is. Um, what else? What else has been going on? Um, England cricket still rubbish. That's rubbish, yeah. There was Formula One. Did you watch that? No, not really. Did you see how Lewis Hamilton turned up, like, mm. to the race? I can't remember where. I don't know where it was. Bahrain, it, no, uh, it was Jeddah. Right, oh, Saudi Arabia, wasn't it? Yeah. That's right. Did you see how he turned up to the race? No. I know this hasn't got the same impact on a on a podcast, but if you can describe it after you've stopped laughing, yeah, right. that'd be useful. You ready? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's he come as? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I urge anybody who's not seen how Lewis Hamilton turned up. It looks like some sort of tea towel. Yeah, or like a court jester. Yeah. It's all I can describe it as. It's, it's like a, a suit. It's a hoodie and shorts that's like orange, green and brown with like some sort of like diamond jester patterns on and some moon boots to go with it. Look. Oh, yeah. I didn't even see them. Well, it looks... Will you be buying that outfit? You no. Know. <laughs> no. You're not cool enough, are you? No, I don't think I could pull it off. Although, you have got an absolutely splendid mullet now, if you don't mind me saying so. I know, it's looking all right, isn't it? Yeah. In fact, it's as good as John Travolta's in Pulp Fiction. So, Pulp Fiction 2, look forward to seeing it. Yeah. Ah! (laughs) Callum just beat the hell out of me. (laughs) Keep keep my mullet out of your mouth. Yeah. (laughs) That was funny. So there you go. Very good. That's the week in happening and the week in rugby league. But before we talk about that, what have we got on tonight? Well, we have got the Challenge Cup review. And the draw. And the draw. And there's, uh, only, there's only one place we can go on fan zone this week. There is. So we'll be joined by uh, Daniel of a loose wire on, mm. on Twitter. So... That should be um, interesting, I think. Do you think at the moment, like, you know, when we've had the fans and that, and we've, like, sort of reveled, right, reveled in their misery? misery. Yeah. 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 Yeah, we haven't had anybody on. We did try to, to get Saints on. Last but, week. Yeah. But then Leeds usurped it. Yeah. So, yeah, just misery all round, really. Yeah. Brilliant. Um, yeah. I Yeah, well, uh, if um, if Hull win... Uh, uh, at Wigan on uh, is it Thursday? Yeah, I think so. Uh, we might be coming to you, Nicola, next week. Yes, so, um, some positivity. Absolutely, it's not so what we're see. about on this show. <laughs> so we've got Daniel. Then what else have we got? Yes. So followed by Daniel, uh, Bobby will be on with his stats, yep. uh, run through the NRL results, and then obviously Bry will be on with his uh, with our prediction league. Yes, um, which obviously. We didn't do this week with it being Challenge Cup, but we've got Super League Round 7 to predict. So uh, that should be interesting. There's a couple of good games up. So yeah. 
Okay. Yeah. Excellent. So, should we start at the beginning on the Challenge Cup? Yes, let's. Okay. Do you know what? Before we say that, I've just said, I've just looked at what you just said about the fixtures then, and I've just looked at the fixtures now. There's some horrendous fixtures to predict this week. Mm. But we'll come on to that later. But I was just looking at them now and I'm thinking, well, sort of five out of the six could pretty much go anyway. Yeah. In fact, all six could, to be quite honest with you. Yeah, it's uh, it's not the uh, easiest round to predict, is it? Not at all. Not at all. Right, well, let's let's reminisce about the Challenge Cup. I love the Challenge Cup. I love the Challenge Cup, and I actually thought, even though there was some blowout scores, it was, um, I actually quite enjoyed the, the round. Just mm. because, I don't know, it just felt like it was the first round in a lot of years where there was Super League teams against non-Super League teams. Yeah, get them in a round earlier. Yeah, which seems to be the uh, the general voice amongst rugby league fans, I think, going off what we've seen on online and well, questions that have been asked. Well, I would think, I would think that Huddersfield fans really enjoyed going to Barrow. Yeah. I would think that Featherstone fans love going to Catalans anyway, yep. those that went. Uh, I would think that Hull fans enjoyed going to Sheffield and I would imagine that, that Saints fans really enjoyed going up to Whitehaven. Yeah. So... I, I just think there's... Uh, and, and Lee up to Hull Kai, even though it's a little bit more recent for them in Super League, but... Yeah. I just think there's, there's so much... Um, uh, there's so much positivity there, I think. I think Forget so. Forget the scores, I just think... Yeah, you know, and then... Uh, I just think they need to come in around early, as we said uh, last week. Was it last week on the pod? Mm. Um, we we need the week to... before, <clears throat> and then... And then people online have been saying the same thing as as what we've been saying on here. So I just think, I just think it would make things a lot better. Do you think there's an argument for um, including a round or two of Challenge Cup fixtures in the season ticket? Because look at the attendances. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I was listening a couple of weeks ago to I think it was the Five Live podcast, and they had uh, Carl Fitzpatrick on. Okay, the Warrington yeah, CEO, into, yeah, yeah. Um, and and I think Dave Woods uh, proposed that question to him, and he said it was difficult because the, I think he was, if I remember rightly, the gate is split slightly different, so it was hard to sort of judge how to split the gate. Okay, and that was a reason. You used to get the first round if you were at home, though, in your season ticket. You used to get that free. Well, I remember as a kid with a season ticket. Um, I know it's like different because it was a child's one, but you got up to like round four or five or something. Well, every game was free, wasn't it? When you, yeah, every away game was free in a child season ticket. Yeah. Obviously, still is, but no, well, no, no. It's been a while. Yeah. So, um, but but yeah, um, like I say, they, they they seem to have done that sort of thing in the past, so it can't be that difficult to work out. I wouldn't have thought. It's not just that, is it? I mean, we'll look at the first game now. I think, and Wigan twenty, Salford nil, and there's about six thousand there. If that, despite Premier Sports claiming that as the teams come out, they couldn't hear themselves think for the atmosphere. Must have had the PA system on quite a <laughs> <the> hard day. <laughs> I was like, there's six thousand there. Like I said, if that, I think the official attendance was six thousand. I think, mm. but you know, I mean, the attendance is all across the the round. Really, were quite poor. Yeah, for for the Super League teams for the Super League teams at home. At home yeah, yeah. 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 Um, what about the match itself then? Wigan 20, Salford nil. 
Yeah, I was quite disappointed, really, because I thought I thought Salford might have done a decent job and maybe even come away uh, with a win, and they just never got into it, did they? I, I'll be honest, this game, I thought, was really boring. Mm. I didn't think it was a great game. I thought Wigan just ground them down, did what they had to do. Salford didn't put up that much of a a, um, a response. I didn't think. No. Um, I think the highlight for Wigan, one of the highlights is was John Bateman's try and his performance, I thought. that I think he's getting back to something like he was before he went to Canberra. Yeah, yeah. I, probably I, I good think for so Wigan well. fans to see. Yeah, but just like you say, the game overall was just a bit, bit boring and a bit, well, rubbish. It was one way, really, wasn't it? There wasn't a lot. It was it was pretty dour stuff up the middle stuff. There wasn't a lot of ball. There wasn't a lot of expansion in it. Wigan did what they had to do, mm. and I think once it gets to like you know fourteen nil something like that, it, you can't see Salford coming back with three tries, and then they got another one towards the end, then didn't they? But yeah, they they have to. The Salford had to get off to a good start, didn't they? And possibly even try and, and go in front early on. And yeah, but they were just never in it. No, and I was quite disappointed by that. Yeah, um, Salford nilled. Is that down to their de- their attack or Wigan's defence? Other way around. Oh, hang on. I was Wigan's wrong. attack, Salford's defence. No, nilled. Salford, Salford with nil. Sorry, not nilled. That's yeah. what I got wrong. Salford scored nil. Yeah. Is that down to Salford's poor attack or Wigan's good defence? Oh, right. I'm sorry. I thought you were... Uh... Oh, I confused myself then. I thought you were asking if Wigan's attack was that good or Salford's defence was that No. Don't either confu- way. Don't confuse me Either again. way. Either way. <laughs> either way. Um, I just think... I, I think it was poor attack more than anything. Mm. We've seen they can score points and score some really good tries. Um, and it just... Didn't I don't know. Happen. I just don't think it did. I don't think Wigan are... Amazing defensively, um, I just think it was more Salford's poor attack, and yeah. they were just never in it, and really were their own worst enemy. One to forget for the Red Devils, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Sheffield twelve, Hull fifty eight, as we expected. Great to see Sheffield getting a couple of tries in the second half. Yeah, scored scored a really good try as well. Um, I tell you what, I do like, and. It's a rugby league thing that I like this, is that, you know, like in football and you get the FA Cup and they make about 10 changes. Mm. I don't know why, because it's ridiculous. But in rugby league, for Challenge Cup, even though Hull are playing Sheffield, they don't make many changes. And they, and a lot of the Super League teams go as strong as they possibly can, no matter who they're up against. I like that. Yeah, yeah. Maybe um, it was because Hull were on a bit of a... A roll on and, and yeah. wanted to keep that momentum going. So it's respectful as well. It is respectful, both for the opposition and the competition. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, but just and professional. From it is, Hull. and I'm glad. You know, for example, you know Sheffield fans who wouldn't have much chance normally to see the likes of Jake Connor, would they? No. So that's great for them, I think, to go and you know to go and see him. Yeah. Um, only one mention I've got on Hull, and that's um, who's somebody who's looking quite good at the minute. Three tries in three games for um, Andre Savelio. Yes. Um, finding a bit of form, isn't he? He's been a bit of a funny one, hasn't he? Obviously, he was at Saints and was making his way um, 
in into the starting thirteen and then left for the NRL, I think it was the Broncos. Was the Broncos, I think. And then it? never got a game, come back to Warrington, didn't really find his feet up Warrington and uh seems to seems to have been in a, a bit up and down at Hull, but um he's definitely on a, a bit of an up at the minute, isn't he? Perhaps showing what he people thought he could do all along. Yeah, yeah. Um it's a shame he didn't do it earlier in his career, but it's good to see it now rather than he, never. He never. can't be that old anyway, can he? I no, I would imagine he was about 27. Yeah, he's only about that because he was only young when he when he went to the Broncos, I think. Mm. So I think it's just took him a while to find a, a bit of form, really, but it's good to see. Yeah. Um, Whitehaven, four. St. Helens, 46. Um, not as comfortable in the first half an hour, as this scoreline might suggest. No, no, to be honest, this was one of the games that I actually managed to watch over this, you know, properly over this weekend, just with it it being quite busy. But um, obviously it was live on uh, the Sportsman on YouTube, which is great. The coverage was was great. Um, um, You know, similar to what you were saying with Hull and and not making many changes and having respect for that competition and the opposition, so... And Regan Grace come back as yeah, well. Yeah, Regan it. Grace made it last back. didn't last that long, but he came back. I don't think he made the full eighty, did he? No. No, he uh, limped limped off. Mm. Uh, I think Christian Wolf said it was just a precaution to try and get him right for this week, I think. But Well um, we'll see anyway. He, he came back. Um uh please for uh Kyle Amore, Cumbrian, um scoring at, at uh, his old club. Yeah, really um, nice to see. And he really enjoyed that as well. Yeah. Um, but Whitehaven made it difficult for, for St. Ellen's in the like, first 10, had, 15 minutes. He had four or five um, repeat sets. Repeat sets. Yeah. I tell you about my bet. No. Oh, 20 to 1, right? First first points on the board, a Whitehaven penalty. I thought, oh, 20 to 1, that's worth a couple of quid. You know what? If they get a penalty and they get two, because mm. sometimes. They like to go in front, don't they? Yeah. On that fourth set, in front of the post, they get a penalty. I was like, yes. And they decide to run it. I'm like, and then they knock on. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> Take the two. <laughs> so it wasn't to be. No. And it should have been. No, but they, they put up a, a really good fight against... Uh, the uh, the champions and the, the cup holders, more importantly, in this. But they did, yeah. They, uh, they should be really proud. Um, I, I tell you, impressed me for Saints. Uh, Curtis Sirenen. Yeah, I mean, you would think if he didn't stand out in this game, he shouldn't truly really be over here. But looked like he had a good game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he he's that out. Whitehaven. Down the left edge were excellent. They caused they caused Saints problems down uh, down Whitehaven's left. They were unlucky to not score more than four points. Yeah. To be honest, and they thoroughly deserved the try. Yeah, thoroughly deserved it. Yeah. So uh, well done, and what and what a, a great crowd as well. I think it was nearly five thousand. Yeah, really good in the uh, in the ground, and it and it looked it looked full. It was brilliant. Yeah, a real that's a that's a real positive story from this round. That's a that's a proper cup story, isn't it? Yeah, brilliant, absolutely. So and again, they'll be pleased with that. They'll be pleased with just coming out and watching, you know, sort of the top players in the competition, won't they? Yeah, excellent. Um, I said last week if this game had been reversed, there would have been problems, mm. and I think I'm right. And it was Catalan twenty-seven, Featherstone fourteen. I think you are right because they caused them problems in Perpignan. 
They well, were, what was it? 10 8 up at half time. And, and they then, went 14 8. Yeah. Joey uh, uh, Lay Lewis scored he, twice. He looked like he had a really good game. Yeah, he's, he scored he's twice. He's an animal, him. Yeah. Um, and I think it was 26 14. And I think with about, what, 15 minutes to go, I think Sam Tompkins got a drop goal. And I'm thinking, you need a drop goal to. Mm. You know, to, to sort of secure your passage, if you like. You're not feeling all that comfortable, are No, you? no. So, absolute credit to Featherstone. And I think, you know, I think they'll make Super League next year. And I think they'll be a, I think they'll be a good addition, to be quite honest with you. I do. I do. Um, I I think they'll... Um, I, I, I don't think they've gone back down, to be honest. No, I, no, I don't. I don't either. And I think if they... I think if this game would have been at Featherstone, I think we could have seen a, a major, major shock. Yeah, absolutely. But well done. Yeah, absolutely. Um, another um, almost shock, Hull KR 24, Lee 18. Give themselves too much to do, didn't they? Yeah. Hull KR coasting at 24-2. Mm-hmm. And then three tries in the last 16 minutes. Um, made it 24-18. And just didn't have enough time to... Another five minutes might have made it interesting. Yeah, but like you say, left themselves too much to do. Um, but it made for an interesting finish anyway. But okay, I just, just like you say, we're, we're, we're cruising and probably felt like they'd, they'd done enough. Mm. Inter- what's interesting, I think, about that is you look at the other games and the championship side has faded out. Mm. And on here, they've actually, in the last 15 minutes... They're the, they're the ones that have finished so much stronger. Yeah. So I think he's really interesting. Mm. Yeah. Um, they're, they're another one who are going quite well in the championship, aren't they, Lee? And uh, have they got enough to beat Fev? I don't think so, but... Um... Uh, Derek says they have. Derek Beaumont says... That, well, he, well, he, well, actually, Derek says that he uh, anything that's like negative, they use for them, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Well... If that's the case, they should be Super League champions. <laughs> Don't think he did it last year. No. One of the worst sides I've ever seen. Last year? Yeah. Yeah. Who was worse, Lee last year or Feathers, uh, uh, to lose this year? Lee last year. Yeah. I think. It's a bit early for to really comment, but... Well, they didn't win a game, did they? They win one. I don't I think know. they won one game. Probably against Wigan or something. Can't remember. I don't know. I don't think they won. I game. don't think they got zero points anyway. It was quite late on. Oh, uh, might have been old KR or Salford. I think they won a couple in the end. I think they beat Salford at home. Right. But I think they won a couple in the end. Okay. Uh, another um, uh, another championship team that that held Super League opposition all the way was Barrow. Yeah, really good performance by Barrow, um, but just losing out thirty points to sixteen against Huddersfield. Back. Kept coming back mm. every time Huddersfield got a couple of tries in front. Barrow, the heads didn't drop, and uh, and and this and they scored. Yeah, really, uh, really resilient. Yeah, uh, uh, Ritson, the winger, he's a flyer. Yeah, absolute flyer. The interception he got, no one's catching him there. No, not at all. Um, you know, and it's like, again, similar to Hull KR, you know, Huddersfield are 22-16 up and take a penalty. Mm. And then they get a and then they get a last-minute try. Uh, I think it was any senior that got a last-minute try. Right. Um, which sort of, like, pushed it. 
looking comfortably, but 22-16, 24-16, 30-16, it makes it look a little bit lopsided. But, it, but the game for much of it wasn't like that, was it? No, it wasn't. And um, it was great to see it on BBC as well. It was a good game to have on in the end. And mm. um, Yeah, but the, 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 every championship side did themselves proud. Yeah, well really done. did do themselves proud. Yeah, so. well done to all, I think, there, yeah. isn't it? Brilliant. I know there was a, a couple of blowouts, Saints and Hull. Yeah. Um, but but the rest, you know, yeah. e- even so, even them performances, although they didn't get a lot of points, um, played really well, I thought. Yeah. Um, there was two all-Super League ties to go. Yes. Uh, now, one of them was a blowout. Well, the one that we dubbed the tie of the round... Was that the Leeds and... Did we do that the tie of the round? Um, I think so. Leeds and Cass, mainly because actually, mainly we? because the BBC had picked it as their main game. And, and do you remember what else we said again? That we said again we're tipping Leeds, but I don't know why. No, and well, exactly the same thing happened. We tipped Leeds, don't know why, and they got battered again. Well, it's over at half time. Oh yeah, it's twenty eight nil at half time. Yeah, the game's gone. Game's gone. Just, just not, not rugby league. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, not this week. Not the game's gone. <laughs> just this game for Leeds. Yeah, just this game. Yeah, um, for now. Um, yeah. But just, I don't really know how to describe what's happening at Leeds. I mean, five tries to nil in the first half. Just, I can't describe it. They've got good players, amazing players, but there's something not right. Somewhere, obviously. Mm. Um, you know, good facilities or world-class facilities, according to uh, JJ Jamie Lee. Jones, yeah. Um, I mean, Eddie was quite despondent last week when he came on to talk about uh, the Rhinos, wasn't he? Yeah, I don't think he'd have wanted to come on if we'd have asked him this week, to be honest. <laughs> but... He might have been out, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Eddie's not answering. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, um, it's certainly not got any better for him this week, and... The Rhinos, has it? Um, and and he had a bit of a fight back, but Greg Egan uh, come in with two tries in the second half that sealed it for Castleford. I don't think they were in any danger of getting caught, were they? No, and it's not getting much easier for Leeds this week because they're at home to Saints. Mm. So um, I can't see that going all too well for him, to be honest. I, I don't... Well, They need to get a new coach in. And the appointment needs to be right this time. And it needs to be quick. Yeah, Eddie was talking last week about how Agar wasn't really the right fit, but did a good job in the three years he was there taking over from Ferner because, in his words, it was a, it was an absolute joke when mm. Ferner was there. Mm-hmm. But they've not moved on, have they, in, in what, five years? Since they won the grand final, what was that, 2017? Yeah, 17 was the last time they won the Grand Final and they won the Challenge Cup in 20. Which was Agar's peak, wasn't it? Yeah. And then it's all been downhill from there, really. Yeah. Somehow they made a, a semi-final last season. I'm not quite sure how. They got battered in it, didn't they, in the yeah, end? Yeah, but... I'm not quite sure how they made it. The from fact they, they got were. there was just sort of mind-boggling. Yeah, uh, and, you know, this year you can say, well, there's plenty of time yet. They could easily make the six yet. Mm-hmm. Um, there is time, you know. They get a they get a decent appointment in and get him in, you know, fairly quickly. Um, 
goes back to that playoff thing, though, you know. If there was four or five that you needed to reach, mm. all of a sudden they seem to be not getting cut adrift, but you know what I mean? It, it makes it a lot more difficult mm. for them. But with six, you think, well, no, we'll make six. I'm not quite sure why we are at six when we decided that we were going to uh, five. Yeah, don't get me started on that one. No, is that a discussion for another day? That's just, yeah, it's just... Not really discussion, it's nonsense. No, it is. It is nonsense. Anyway. Uh, but Cass may be finding a bit of form now. And yeah, well done. <coughs> uh, played really well. So Yeah, um, and they've got to lose this week. They'll be looking to back that up. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, t- I mean, not, I don't think anybody would have expected 28-0 half-time lead. No. Um, and, you know, they have, when they've played well, they've put some points on the board. Yeah, they have. Um, it's just... Don't know. Don't know what's going on. Uh, discipline is a big thing for them, I think. But yeah, they can score points. They're just yeah. not doing. Mm. But um, they'll be um, they'll be delighted to get to the quarterfinals anyway. Absolutely. Uh, and then, well, the uh, which I didn't think was going to be the tie of the round, but ended up perhaps being. Mm. Warrington 12, Wakefield 16, and Trinity uh, getting one over on the Wolves for the second week on the trot. Mm, twice in eight days, I think it was. Yeah. They'd gone to, to Warrington and, and won. Um, Three defeats on the trot now for Warrington, I think, isn't it? Four, I think. Four. Could be four. They lost two to Wakefield. I know they lost to... St. Ellen's. Yeah. And, and they, they lost, lost the week before to Catalan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, let's talk the positives in this game first. Wakefield, I thought, I thought their defence and their attitude and everything was absolutely superb. Yeah, yeah, that left edge of uh, Hall and uh, I forget the winger's name, but sort of two rookies, yeah. two rookies really give it a good go and were enthusiastic and just never give up. Yeah, and they've got players to come back. Yeah. Fafita's to come back, Johnson's to come back. They've got they've got a few to come back. So surely it can look better for Wakefield as well going forward. You would think so. They've just got to start, uh, carry on building on this and these performances. And yeah, um, Mason Lino, talk to me about him. I love him. I think he's great. Really? Yeah, I think he's. I think he, I thought he was really good last season as well, mm. um, and seems to have continued that form coming into this season. I just think he's really good. Proper unsung hero. Really unsung hero. Underrated. By the league, yeah. Maybe not by Wakefield fans, but by the league. And a decent combo, half-back half combo, uh, with Jacob Miller. That is probably one of the best half-back combinations in the league. Yeah. I can't disagree with you on that. When you really look into it, I think well, I think that's one of the best. <clears throat> well, if you look, if you look at uh, Warrington, uh, what the Williams and Widdop. Yeah. Completely outshone, yeah. And you would you would probably say that is the best on paper, yeah. When you look at all the accolades they've got between them, yeah. You would you, there's the I would say that's the best on paper, yeah. The best half back pairing, but Mace, but Mason Lino, yeah, really, really good player. Really, he's like um, it reminds me of a, li- a little bit of a. 
a poor man isn't that that's not the right word a, a, like a mini Sean Long right with the way his brain works right with his with his kicking game with the way he sees things with the way that he, he creates things mm. does that make sense yeah 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 um, I understand what you're saying and I think he's uh, the other thing with him as well I think he's only going to get better I think so as well I think he could be in Super League for quite a while as well. Yeah. So, but what? But uh, we're gonna. Well, we're not gonna dwell on Warrington too long, are we? Because we're gonna speak to Daniel about that, and we'll let him dwell on it. Yes. Yes, but that was the uh, well, the Challenge Cup round. Um, Love it. Yeah. I, I I really enjoyed the round. Yeah. And uh, the draw. Yes, the draw, the, the next round, the quarterfinals, uh, will be played the weekend of the 8th, 9th and 10th of April. Okay. And so the draw was as followed. Uh, Hull KR uh, playing Castleford, and that is on Premier Sports on the uh, 8th of April. Uh, probably the tie of the round, Catalan hosting St. Helens. That's on BBC One on the 9th of April at half two. Yep. So it's the main BBC game. Uh, Hull FC are away to Huddersfield. That again is on Premier Sports the 9th of April at 5pm. And then the last quarterfinal is Wakefield at home to Wigan. And that's on BBC Two on the 10th at half two. Four really, really good games there. And all on telly. Excellent. Wakefield has put the prices out today, you know, for... Um... Uh, the tie against Wigan, fifteen pound for adults, fiver for kids. Excellent. Excellent. I, I hope they get rewarded with a big crowd. I do. You've got you've got three seconds to give me your four quarter finalists, uh, your, your four semi finalists. Sorry, from that list, go. Uh, Castleford Saints, Hull, Wigan. Okay. I thought you were going to go same as me. I'm going Cass Saints, Hull, Wakefield. Right. Wakefield to beat Wigan. I'm going for it, yeah. Why not? Yeah. Why not? So, there you go. That was the Challenge Cup. It certainly was. Well, we looked at the last game. They're the last game in the Cup we looked at, the Warrington and Wakefield game. It seems we've only got one place to go, Callum, haven't we, for this week and our uh, our our fan spot on this week. Yeah, it was an obvious choice, wasn't it? It was. And I'm delighted... Although he's probably not delighted to be on this week, and I'm much, I'm uh, a great introduction uh, to Daniel, uh, who's uh, from uh, At a Loose Wire. Daniel, are you there Hello. with us? I am. Hello. Hello. Welcome to the show, and thank you for coming thank on. No, thank you. Thank you very much for inviting me. No, it's um, it's not a great time at the minute, is it? Uh, no, it's not. It's uh, it's been a really tough period. Not just not just the start of this year, but probably probably over a, a long number of years, to be honest. But, yeah, it's been a really poor start to the year, particularly the last three, four weeks. Yeah. Well, uh, we're going to come on to that. Um, but, really, I just want you to tell us a little bit about yourself, if you don't mind, for the, to start with you, a little bit of your your rugby league journey and uh, why the wire and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, well, I've been, I've been following the, uh, the club, having this kind of toxic relationship with the club for uh, a number of years now. Um, well over a decade. I'm I'm 26, so I've been been watching for 12, 13 years maybe. Um, so I've seen some good times and some not so good times. Um, but 
I actually live in Leeds now, so uh, it's very easy to get to a lot of the away games. Yeah, the home games require a bit more travel, but yeah, uh, yeah so I, I'm a teacher as well, so I'm surrounded by lots of young Rhinos fans who aren't too impressed oh. with these situations either at the moment. So yeah. No, you're probably still doing a bit better than them, though, at the minute, though. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a bit of a, uh, it's a bit of a who's doing worse, who, who's yeah. the who's who's the least defending party at the minute. But yeah, yeah. Um, excellent. And then, um, and then you also have your own, you have your blog spot as well, don't you? Yeah, I uh, four years ago I started writing uh, about Warrington um, on my on my blog. Yeah, you've got a loose wire, which also has a Twitter handle, so. Uh, yeah, I don't. I probably don't do as much of it as I should, just because life gets in the way. But I do enjoy yeah. writing, even yeah. even when the results aren't so positive. I do. I do enjoy, you know, penning my thoughts and getting feedback, whether that's positive or negative. It's a game of opinions at the end of the day. So, yeah, enjoy yeah. interacting with other fans. No, we've enjoyed reading it. It's good, and uh, you definitely, oh, you, you definitely should do more of that. I think it's, yeah, I agree. Uh, uh, it's it, it's a it's a really good read. Mm. Um, oh, it's probably you. quite cathartic for you as well, isn't it? If things aren't going well, you can put well. It's it's, 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 tape, it's yeah. a it's a yeah. It's um, I guess it's my my therapy session, isn't it? It's, it's <laughs> writing everything yeah. down and uh, getting it all out, letting all your emotions out. But, yeah, Definitely. yeah. I try to I try to remain as as calm as possible, but sometimes you need to just take a few hours after a bad result before you start yeah, putting all, uh, your yeah. fingers on the keyboard. It's not always that easy. Um, you mentioned about the last the last few weeks and the current situation. Yeah. Just talk to us a little bit about that. Well, I mean, we lost to Catalans and St. Helens, and I don't think there's any kind of disgrace in those results. And I'd, I'd probably say those are both better teams than we are, certainly on last year's standings. They both finished above us. But then, you know, we've produced two pretty horrendous performances, actually, at home to Wakefield. And no disrespect to Wakefield. I don't think they're a brilliant side. They're not an awful side, but... I don't really think they should be coming away to Warrington who have title winning aspirations and, and winning two weeks in a row. That's that's a real concern. And it's not just the results, it's the standard performances as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we were all hoping to see a big improvement under Powell. I, I personally was a, was a big advocate of his appointment, but so far um, we've seen kind of little glimpses here and there, you know, a good win away at Leeds and a good win at home against Castleford. But um there's been times where we've looked worse than we did under Price, which is obviously a real concern as well. Yeah. Mm. Well, you mentioned Powell there, obviously, and I'm with you. I, I thought that was uh, an obvious appointment, really, if he was available, what he'd done at Castleford. Um, just seemed like a, a really good fit, but um, it's not at the greatest start, has it? So what, what do you think? And then obviously recently he's come out and, and had comments about him uh, Putting heads with players along those lines, wasn't it? Um, so what do you make of, well, firstly, those comments and then sort of what he's inherited as well? I think it's frustration from him. I think he's, he was hoping for better. I think when you looked at the Castleford sides that Powell had, maybe they weren't always the greatest of sides, but you could always say, um, you know, you'd never fault them for commitment and effort. And I, I just think the last kind of two, three matches in particular, um, there's certain individuals that perhaps haven't been putting 100% in and someone as honest and as hardworking as Powell will find that immensely frustrating. You know, his principles are based on hard work um, and going the extra mile for one another, not leaving anything on the pitch. And unfortunately, I think there's been, you know, a few instances where we have been doing that. You know, have we really been putting everything into making those tackles, you know, making the extra metre in, in, in yardage? Uh, there was a little incident towards the end of the game in the Challenge Cup at the weekend where, uh, Wakefield's halfback is it is it Lino or Lino? Yeah. It's basically out to 
jog on the spot for about 10 seconds before I kick the ball into touch. And, you know, there's, <laughs> there's not, there's not a lot of pressure on, on, on the opponents. So I think offensive and defensive pre- pressure, um, it's not really there. And, and that's a real concern. So I think that's what his comments are referring to. The fact that we just don't seem to be improving and taking on board his ideas mm. in terms of what he inherited. He inherited a team from a really poor coach who had a really poor four years. So I do think, you know, for me, I'd like to be giving Daryl Powell at least this season to to try and turn things around. I think it was always going to be a tough year. On paper, I'd argue Powell has probably a weaker squad than what Price had. But um, to be honest, I think a season like this, and it looks like it's heading in the way of a really tough season, has been coming for a number of years for Warrington. You know, this is the result. This is what, the pay, what, you, what you pay for years of, um, you could argue, over-investment, poor investment, uh, poor mismanagement. And, um, you know, Price and the people above Price I've had a lot to answer for and I think Powell will eventually be the fall guy and I do feel a bit sorry for him because he's walked into what I think is looking like a really, really difficult job and I don't think he would have realised quite how difficult it was going to be when he accepted the job. Mm. Do you think it's a case of him maybe trying to change the culture of the club to try and get that big fish in the, the grand final? Yeah, I mean... You know, Warrington and, and, and the grand final, that's something that, you know, has been a relationship that hasn't really obviously obviously built. We've got to quite a few grand finals and, and not won one. But um, certainly that's that's the biggest target of the club. Um, and, and Powell will will know that that's what he's been brought in for is, is, is ultimately to try and win the grand final during his, his period in charge of us, which no one's been able to do yet. But we don't look anywhere near that at the minute. Culture is, is a good word to use. I think mentality and culture around the club there's big issues. Um, you know, we all know how good Warrington are at, at marketing and, and, and social media work and yeah. things like that. And that's all great. But um, I do think, and I've been very vocal about this on, on Twitter and on my uh, website, that I feel like we've abandoned um, basic fundamentals on the pitch, you know, the principles on the pitch in favour of things that perhaps aren't really adding too much. Um, and there is a real kind of... Um, lull around the club at the minute fans are not happy I mean we had an attendance of just over two and a half thousand on on Sunday for the Challenge Cup game against Wakefield which for a a Sunday game which uh, it wasn't on terrestrial television um, it was a nice day as well and it was it was half price for season ticket holders that's a staggering low attendance I read today it's actually our lowest attendance for any match since the mid 1990s Mm. so it's um it's pretty horrendous that and yeah. and that should be ringing alarm bells around the club yeah as as much as the results should yeah absolutely you, you touched on a couple of things there I just want to bring up with you you, you talked about uh, underinvestment overinvestment uh, people above Powell you know having things to answer for where would you look at would you look at a, a structure change within the club where where do you think the current um, you know, the, the current problems really lie? What, what's the root of the current problems? It's hard to know. I mean, I mean, Carl Fitzpatrick, who's the CEO of Warrington, mm. takes a lot of stick. And I, I think I think some of it is is um, quite well deserved, unfortunately, because we're a club that has really kind of um, focused on on fancy, attractive players, whether that's halfbacks or, you know, I mean, the, the never-ending, um, you know, revolving door of halfbacks at, at Warrington. Mm. Um, people signing people like Greg Inglis, who you know, legend that he was. I don't think that really was ever going to work. And we've abandoned signing 
players with with a bit of grit, a bit of power, a bit of a bit of booze about them. And you know, we struggled in the forward department for so many years, and that comes down to recruitment team. So whether that's coaches and it's and it's price and power, whether it's Fitzpatrick or people even even above him, it's very difficult to know. But certainly, structurally and organisationally, the club has been not well run for a while. And and whether it's been over investment or just poor investment, it's it's hard to know. But but um, it's certainly been imbalanced investment. We've got a very imbalanced squad, um, and that's. You know that that's down to a number of people, really. You can't really say it's been under investment. Cause Warrington have, have never been short of spending spending a few pounds here and there, no, but it's, it's what you're spending that money on, and yeah. and that and that's the real concern. And, and once again, I don't think we've recruited especially well this year, and that's been, you know, we, we, we're desperately short of a prop, desperately short of some good forwards, um, and that's that's a, a real problem that this club has got at the minute and has done for a number of years. Because mm. it, it looked like he was starting, power was starting to recruit. Obviously, while he was still at Castleford, wasn't he? He had a, he had one eye on this year, didn't he? And then things yeah. seemed to just—I don't know—after that sort of peter out pre-season, really, didn't they? For mm. any other signings, didn't they? Well, I mean, you know, we got in um, the two guys from Castleford, Matautia and, and Holmes, and yeah. um, the the wing Dominican, who we've not seen yet because because of injury. But yeah, and and, and Holmes and Matautia have both had some had some half decent performances so far. But we didn't really strengthen in the forwards department, and that was. Our biggest problem last year actually was was in the forwards, um, and then we went and let Chris Hill go, which some people have agreed with, some people won't have agreed with. We haven't replaced Chris Hill, um, and we needed we needed another forward anyway. So actually, we probably really need two good prop forwards now because people like Joe Philbin, who we had really high hopes for, he's not kicked on. Mike Cooper has been carrying Warrington's forward pack for a number of years now. Um, he can't keep on doing that. Daryl Clark. Uh, doesn't really seem to be the player he was. Injuries, I think, have caught up with him. So it's just it's just all about the forwards. And we've got lots of good backs. You know, two, I really, really rate Gareth Widdop. I think he's a terrific halfback. Not as sold on George Williams yet, but he's obviously a player of, of talent. Mm. People like Ben Curry, Toby King, uh, Stefan Ratchford. These are players of, mm. of serious ability. Absolutely. But it's just very, very hard for these exciting attacking players to perform behind a pack that, that just doesn't make any metres. And and these attacking players like the Widdop and Williams of the world are getting a lot of stick because they can't really impose themselves on games. But a lot of that is because they're trying to do pretty ridiculous stuff with the ball um, because they, they don't seem to have any belief that the forwards are going to carry them down the field. So they're, they're playing ridiculous plays that, that are never going to come off just to try and get us down the field. And um, it all really stems back to recruitment and organisation. And the, cl- the club's problems are not just on the pitch, they're off the pitch. And and it's, it's going to take a while. It is going to take a while. It's not just the fact we've lost a few games. It's the fact that we've been in steady decline, in my opinion, for a good three, four, five years now. And that might sound dramatic, but um, barring the Challenge Cup win, which I think was a bit of a fluke, really, St. Helens didn't play well that day. It has been a, a really average few years for a club of our size and expenditure. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, brilliant. That's a really great in-depth uh, look at the, the club. So, no, that's fantastic. Bearing that in mind, then what what do you see now going forward for the rest of twenty twenty two? What would be what would be now a good twenty twenty two? Obviously, they're not in the cup. Um, what do you want to see ideally? I want to see a stay in Super League at the minute. Um, <laughs> no, I, I don't think it'll get to that stage. But I, I think I think I want to see some improvement for the end of the year. I want to see you know some emphasis of, of the Powell DNA. I loved watching that yeah. Castleford side in 2017. I think it was when they finished top of the league. Such a good side to watch. And Castleford sides under Powell were always attractive to watch. And I want to see some of that. That's it's really been a while point. since 
since I've enjoyed watching a, a Warrington side play some attractive rugby, we never had any of that under price. Mm-hmm. And we've got the players to do that. You know, I mean, uh, Gareth Widdop is out of contract at the end of the year. I'd hate for him to go to, to leave the club, having played as well as he has for us, and um, kind of limp home after a poor last year. So, mm-hmm. you know, the, the target in terms of league position should be to make sure we get in the playoffs, which which sounds quite low, really. It doesn't sound a physically ambitious target for a club of, of, of Warrington's stature, but um, I think that's the best we can hope for at the minute. You know, a fifth, sixth place finish, get in the playoffs and maybe get some momentum towards the end of the year. I'm not for minute expecting that we're going to kind of win the grand final this year. I think I think we're a long way from that. But by the end of this season, I hope to see a club that is further along the road in the Powell transition than, than it is now. And, and if not, then obviously serious questions will need to be asked. But um yeah, I just think I think I think this year was always going to be tough. I think it's it's surprised me how much we've struggled. I, I knew it wasn't going to be easy, but I've been pretty pretty flawed by the last few results, to be honest, and performances. Yeah. Um, it's yeah, it's, it's been desperately poor, and um, I just I just think we're having to rebuild from the absolute disaster that was the Steve Price era, yeah. and. Um, by the end of this year, I hope we're further along that road. That's my main hope. That's a great mm. point. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, well. finally then, Daniel, um, obviously we've heard what uh, you would like to see happen for 2022, but what do you suspect will actually happen for the rest of this season? put you on the spot now. Well, it's very hard to know. I, I think we will probably creep into the playoffs and, and maybe that is because I don't. I look at the rest of the Super League and I don't think the standard is that great beyond St. Helens. So I think it probably wouldn't be that difficult to maybe now sixth place. I mean, Leeds are struggling. Castleford haven't been so great. I quite like Hull FC. I think they're not a bad side. But yeah. some of the usual suspects don't seem to be as great as normal. So I think we will probably edge our way into the playoffs. I think we'll improve as the season goes on. I hope so anyway. But equally, I wouldn't be surprised if we, if we fell out and maybe finished seventh or eighth. But um, it's very hard to know. I, I am sticking by that Powell is the right man for the job, though, and I do still think come the end of the season he'll be in the job. I, I do think that. Yeah, yeah, brilliant, Daniel. That's absolutely fascinating. You've been absolutely fantastic tonight. Uh, thank, thank you very you. much. Thank you very much. So no, thank you so much for coming on. I feel like I feel like we've we've done a bit of a therapy session with you. I feel like you've managed <laughs> to get things off your chest now to the to the pod. Yeah, it's been brilliant. Lisa. Well, it's been it's been it's been much needed. Uh, I'll book you in again for next time we lose, which yeah. will probably be next week. So. <laughs> Yeah, well, away at Hull KR this week, so uh, yeah, we'll we'll see how that one goes, eh? Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We're making the trip over, so we'll All see. Right. Okay. Brilliant. Well, you enjoy you and uh, you enjoy the game then. Thanks very All much, right. fellas. Daniel, thank, thank you. you so much for coming on, and we will speak to you soon. No problem. Thanks, Thanks a lot. Bye bye. Right, bye. Well, that was uh, superb. Yeah, yeah, brilliant, brilliant, and uh, like you say, really good in-depth insight to what's going on at, at Warrington at the minute. So, yeah, yeah, it's, um, it, it, we need to get some, uh, someone positive on. To be fair, <laughs> to be fair, Nathaniel was really positive. That's about true. Udersfield. That's true. And the last time that Matt came on as well from down at Bellevue, he said, we'll be all right. And he sent us a, t- he sent us a tweet that went, told you we'd be all right. Like, I told you it was good. <laughs> I told you it was good. Yeah. And he was like, he was buzzing on Sunday, mm. obviously. So, but you know, just like you say, we, we, what's going on at Warrington and where you were expecting to be and where they actually are now, you know, just lost four in a row, three league games in a Challenge Cup, yeah. two to which are Wakefield, who, who like Daniel said, um, teams that they, they should be beating, really. Yeah. So, yeah, it's an interesting one at, at Warrington. We'll have to uh, 
watch this space, yeah. so to speak. Well, thanks, Daniel. Spoke really well. Yeah, Thank you. absolutely. It's Bobby Stats of the Week. That's right. The intro can only mean one thing. It's Stats of the Week time, and on the phone, it's Bobby. Bobby, how are you? Hello. <laughs> Hello, Bobbles. You okay? I'm good, thanks. Are you guys? Yeah, excellent. Excellent. Good. We've just been talking great round of rugby league this week in the Challenge Cup. And Brilliant. We're hoping that we've got some stats that are just as good as what we've seen this weekend. Uh, yeah, I've got some good stats. Uh, right. it, was, it was actually quite hard to find some uh, decent Challenge Cup ones this week, I'll be honest with you. I found uh, one, actually, but apart from that, it's normal rugby league. Okay. How many have we got? Uh, we've got six in total. Okay, let's go for it then. Okay, we'll get the NRL ones out of the way with to start with. Okay, and we'll start with the uh, the South Sydney Rabbitohs have now beaten the Sydney Roosters four times in a row for the first time since 1988. Mm. Mm. Good start. It's a long time, isn't it? Well, they were. They were... Rubbish then after that, weren't they? The bunnies they? Were, were, were bottom of the league. They were like wooden <clears throat> spoonish for a long time, weren't they? And the roofs from... have always been like the team to beat, really. From like they? the, they've gone from the best to the yeah. worst. To, well, I, I watched ground that now, but... Matty Johns on Sunday night thing, and he was saying that like they had a poll of the team that you'd most like to to beat, and the Roosters were top of that. We might. Oh, really? I think we should do that. What, a team you'd most like to yeah, beat? Yeah, have a poll on it. Yeah, the team you'd most like to beat. Okay. Okay, right. Um, number two. Okay, uh, the Dragons' head coach Anthony Griffin continued his losing streak against the Sharks this week, as Anthony Griffin has not beaten the Cronulla Sharks since two thousand and eleven. Bogey team for Peter, that isn't it. Peter. Peter, not Peter, no, Peter. What? <laughs> it. I had Griffin in my mind when he said that. <laughs> All right, number, sorry, number three. Sort of spoiled, spoiled you start a bit there, didn't I? Number you kind of took over, I'm not going to lie. Okay, number three. Uh, number three, uh, the Manly Seagulls' uh, last three opening wins of the last three seasons have all been won by just a single point. They beat the Roosters in 2020, 9-8. In 2021, they beat the Warriors, 13-12. And they won by the exact same scoreline this weekend against the Bulldogs. Very good. They're not looking very good this year, are they? No. Not so far, anyway. I think teams have learnt how to uh, close Tom Trebojevic out of the game. He's a talisman, so... Mm. Uh, right, anyway, Bobby, number four, is it? Uh, yes, number four. Uh, we're going to have a stat from the women's game as St. Helens women won their Challenge Cup group game against the Army this weekend, 88-0. It not only means that Saints women have not conceded this season so far, but they actually haven't conceded a try in their last five matches. And <laughs> That's phenomenal, isn't it? It's, it's very good, but in that time as well, in those five games, they've racked up 294 points. Wow. 
Do you think your team could match that, Callum? Not conceding a yeah. try for five games. Oh, sorry, I thought you meant concede 294 oh. fines. We could do that. <laughs> I'll tell you what you could do in your team, though. You might not concede a try for five weeks. That's true. Because your games keep getting postponed. That's true. That's true. <laughs> we either can't get a team or they can't get a team. Exactly. Yeah. Well, yes. Up oh, the scarps. Up <laughs> <laughs> <All> the <vanillas. laughs> uh, Right, number five. Uh, number five, uh, we head to the Warrington Wolves game from this weekend. Uh, they actually hold a very good head-to-head record against most teams they've played in the Challenge Cup. However, there are only three teams that can say they have beaten Warrington more times than losing to them in the Challenge Cup. And those teams are Wigan, Saints and Surprisingly enough, the team they also got beat by this weekend, which is Wakefield. Mm. Uh, thanks to Wakefield's victory this weekend, they now have played them 11 times and won eight of their contests in the Challenge Cup. No way. Well, wouldn't have thought that. No, you wouldn't have done, would you? No. Not at all. Uh, and uh, number six, this the last one? Yes, it is. It's the last one. And again, kind of containing Warrington, but also uh, the Leeds Rhinos, as it will be the first time in 24 years that the quarterfinal draw will not contain either team. How many years, sorry? 24. Wow. Wow. That Warrington or Leeds won't be in the quarterfinals of the Challenge Cup. Mm. Very good one. That's a good one to finish with. Excellent. Yeah, I thought so. So well done. Well, thank you for that, Bobby. No worries. Thank um, you very much for having me on again. No worries. And we shall speak to you next week with more stats and news. Yes, hopefully I might get my microphone. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Is it a yes? No. Uh, oh, it's just uh, like uh, he's running out of time he's go, breaking bye. up now he's breaking up now <laughs> kind of mumbled up there a little bit no no I just can't hear you very well so it's Bobby's stats of the week <sighs> I don't know why we lost him then didn't we there's something happened there it was crazy that um, I've got one little bit of news okay um, we've reached on our Twitter page, uh, at LooseForwardPod, which, if you don't follow us, please do, we've reached the final of Mascot Boxing. Ooh. And it, there's been some close ones and some really big votes as well. Anyway, the final that's on at the minute is Rufus the Robin against Harry the Hawk from Hunslet. Harry the Hawk. He's made it all the way to the final. I think people have developed um, uh, a soft spot for him. Um, I think it's that picture you use. It's frightening. <laughs> That's what somebody said. Oh, so far, we've had 173 votes today. We're still 19 hours left. And Rufus the Robin, 74%. It's looking like Rufus is going to take the, 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 the title of mascot boxing. Mascot boxing champion. Looking like it. Mm. Rufus. Um, comment uh, earlier on in the week from, from Rob Wood, 
uh, one of our regulars, contributors, um, said that easy one because the bird would take flight over fight. And right. then he's now he's now tweeted to say, looks like I was wrong. <laughs> yeah. Two birds in the final. Yeah, exactly. And Rufus mm. is well up for it. Yeah. So there you go. Mm. So that's my only bit of news, really. So that was... was yeah. worth mentioning yeah definitely worth so mentioning so Rufus at the minute is on 74% in yeah. coasting so if you if you don't want Rufus to win or you want you know Harry the Hawk Harry the Hawk to win then uh, get yourself to at loose forward pod on Twitter and get voting my theory is is that Leeds fans are sulking because he beat Ronnie the Rhino in the semi-final last night mm, so they're all voting he for, lost the uh, bottle of Leeds yeah for Robin at Rufus the Robin yeah 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 it looks like it, it looks like um the early bird supporters have <laughs> voted for Rufus as well. <laughs> or not. <laughs> I can't see that happening. No, I don't think it will, no. So um, that that was it. Um, it's time for this, I think. You call that a knife? This is a knife. That's not a knife, that's a spoon. That's right. It's the uh, NRL. We'll uh, quickly run through the scores. Um, so, as Bobby said, uh, Peter Griffin, no, not Peter Griffin, Anthony Griffin, <laughs> um, continues his losing streak against the uh, Sharks because the Dragons lose out 36 points to 12 against Cronulla. Uh, the Tigers still looking for a win, uh, lose out to the Warriors 16-12. They're rubbish. Well, I did say they would win the wooden spoon. They're rubbish. I think they're the only team in the NRL who hasn't got a point yet. Yeah. Jackson Nations needs to come back to Super League. Well, he's been he? banned. He got banned. What for? I uh, can't remember. I High didn't tackle see that. or something. Oh, was but it? He got a three week ban. Oh, right. Yeah, they're okay. the only team. That's going to help them, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. They're the only team. Um, without a point. Without a point. But on mm. a positive note, from what I've seen, Oliver Gildart looks like he's going all right. So okay, from good. A, yeah, good. A British player overseas point of view, that looks quite yeah, good. Good for the World Cup. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the the uh, South Sydney Rabbitohs beat the Roosters 28 16 in um, what would probably. Say it was quite a shock, really, because they've not looked very good, have they? The uh, the rabbit holes. No, but um, no, but a really good win. I didn't see much of it. I know you did. You saw that one, didn't you? But I didn't. I yeah. didn't see it. But a uh, good win. Very good win. Um, Penrith Panthers continue their hundred percent record with a thirty-eight twenty win over the Newcastle Knights. They're the only the only team to have three out of three. Yes, wins. I think the Knights were two did, out of two going into it. But I, yeah, I just want to mention on that. Did you see the? Uh, was it? Is it Mitch Barnett? The red car. Yes, the I think he got a six-week ban. I I'm think not I read surprised. today. Mm. Just gives him a swift elbow as he's running past, doesn't he? He just literally like just sort of like breaks his jaw or whatever as he runs yeah. past. Crazy. That worse six weeks. Is that worse than Will Price? Um. Yeah, you would think so because I think it's more malicious. There's more mm. intent there. The only thing with that with the Will Price one, obviously, we talked about the the dangers of. What might happen. I mean, they're both but, really dangerous. In terms of actually... The intent. Yeah, that's worse. Yeah, that yeah. is worse, yeah. Yeah, absolutely, it's worse. Just runs past him and elbows him. Yeah, if you've not seen it, go and check it out. Cause it's, it's just it's appalling, crazy. really. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, it's like <laughs> MMA or something. Yeah. Um, the, the Titans blow a lead against <sighs> the Raiders, losing out 24-22 in the 22 end. 22-0. I know, and they just completely blew it, didn't they? Yeah. Um, 
Broncos losing out uh, in their derby to the Cowboys, 38-12. And lastly, as Bobby said earlier, Manly just edging the Bulldogs, 13 points to 12. Yes. That's not lastly. You've missed one there. How about which one did I miss? Storm. Oh, Storm for the second week in a row. Did they go to Golden Point? Yeah. Um, against the Eels, 24-28. And didn't they, didn't they Jack Wells be it? Yeah, yeah, he, he dropped goal um, at, the, at the at the post, post and, and they got the rebound. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and then he injured himself scoring the try. You know, nobody was near him. Yeah, how did he manage that? Yeah, I don't know. I think I can't. I think he was all right in the end, but it looked like he might have done like a ligament in his knee um, from the because he sort of stepped inside. But I think he was okay in the end. So right. I don't know what it was all about, to be honest. Okay, uh, but um, yeah, the uh, Jack Wells bit it. The only. Thing to say about that now, the NRL is the big game this week. Looks looks like the uh, Panthers against the Rabbitohs. Ooh, grand final repeat. Hmm. That's that's looks like the biggest the biggest game this week. I think. Yes. Yeah. I wonder if uh, Clear will be back. Who knows? We'll wait and see. Mm-hmm. You call that a knife? This is a knife. That's not a knife. That's a spoon. Right, um, I think that brings us on to this. Loose Forward Podcast Prediction League with six again. We should change that jingle to uh, Loose Forward Prediction League with Freddie Mercury. <laughs> Don't we? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but it's not it's not Freddie Mercury it's Bry close enough yeah sorry we're just disappointed (laughs) legions of Queen fans but not us not us always a pleasure Bry how are you yeah not too bad how are you boys yes very well thank thank you you. Uh, we didn't have a prediction league last week did we no I think we I think a few of us needed a breather didn't we well you did and you've got uh, you've got some sort of uh, inside story to tell us, I think, haven't you, about your predictions this week? Is that right? Yeah. Um, well, I've decided to give it one more week because I had a phone conversation with yourselves last week and my five-year-old son predicted Castle for the beat leads. Yeah. And then I asked him again because someone else asked and he predicted another game. I think it was Huddersfield to win. So he's two from two. Yeah. So I, I think if I don't do so good this week, I might get subbed. <laughs> <laughs> Especially as I've asked them to predict this week, and so they do have some. I think Sam's putting them up later when we yeah. put our put ours up. To be fair, didn't somebody comment on Twitter as well? Did I did either have that? Um, that was it. That octopus that. Uh, Predicted the World Cup scores or something oh, like that, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody did say they'd rather have the octopus predicting than Bry. <laughs> yeah, I would, to be quite fair. <laughs> Brilliant. Right, who who are our contenders this week, Bry? This week, we have yourselves. Um, for the stats team, we have Cast Tiger Stats back. Yep. Uh, for Lancashire, we have Johnny, our Wigan fan back. For Yorkshire, we have our Huddersfield fan, Nathaniel. Yeah. And for the insiders, we have uh, Leeds wheelchair team, Ewan Clibbins. Excellent. Welcome, um, to Ewan. 
Yeah, I've got a good mention for you, and as he played on Saturday, and he dislocated to the shoulder and carried on playing. Ouch, isn't it? Yeah. And thinks he's going to be playing this week as well. That's, yeah. That's tough. Mm. Isn't it? You bruised your shoulder, didn't you? Yeah, and Calum I didn't play, play for a week. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Good on you. Yeah. Um, I was just thinking about di- dislocation. It's a bit... Yeah, it sounds a bit nasty, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And then go and play on yeah. with it. Yeah. Do you remember that story that Gareth Barber told us about dislocated oh, pelvis? Don't. That's why I, when everybody says it dislocates, and that's why I always immediately think of this story. I'll let you tell it if you well, want. But... He said he used to be, well, a friend of ours used to play for Oldham, then he Oldham Rugby League. Yeah. He used to play for the Rough Yeds. And he said while he was on the field, he said they, they, somebody dislocated his pelvis. Anyway, the physio got on. Anyway, they managed to, they managed to, to put it back in. But while they put it back in, they trapped one of his testicles. So they had to re-dislocate it to get his testicles. Oh, no. Has Every man listening to this has just reached down for a certain part of their anatomy now, haven't they? And just thought, ouch, that, that hurts. So apparently... Well, that story, that story top Paul Woods grand final, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so there we are. Right. Anyway, on that cheerful note, Bri, um, should we go through the uh, the game for this week? Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm just checking. Um, <laughs> You're still thinking about the dislocation, <laughs> aren't you, Bri? <laughs> uh, we've got Wigan Fee Hull, uh, eight, 8 o'clock on Sky on Thursday. Um, a good game. It should be a good game. Um, and I think this could go either way. You know, Hull picking up a bit of form, Wigan... Continuing their form, um, I believe Bevan French has been named in the squad. So if he plays, that'll be really? a, a big, big bonus for for them. I uh, don't know where he'll fit in because Jai Fields having a, a stormer, yeah. So, uh, but with Wigan being at home, um, I'm just going to say Wigan by eight. Okay, um, I think that Wigan will have it a little bit easier than that. I'm going Wigan by eighteen. I'm not quite sure why. I think Hull have found a little bit of form, but I just get the I just get the feeling you can't trust them. Mm. Yeah, no, that's right. That is right. I think that's a perfect way of saying it. And I think that's like, yeah, I think that's why I've gone a little bit bigger. Mm. So anyway, I've gone Wigan eighteen. We have a clean sweep for Wigan. Mm. Uh, Cast Tigers for the stats team has gone Wigan by six. Johnny for Lancashire has gone Wigan by eight. Nathaniel for Yorks has also got Wigan by eight. Human for the Insiders has gone Wigan by 16. And I myself have gone Wigan by 14. Okay. Johnny semi confident for his own team there, wasn't he, with eight? I think that's, well, um, I think that's uh, yeah. okay. a fair thing, yeah. Okay. Next game, Bri. Huddersfield feed Catalan 7.45 on Friday. <clears throat> um,. I think Huddersfield, if they're still missing one or two players like they had last week, mm. obviously they're missing Price. Uh, they had no Farge, did they? Mm. And they had somebody else that I can't remember who was out, another big player that was out. If they've still got those, well, they've got definitely Price out. I'm not sure what the other two. Um, I think Catalans are, are looking a little bit better. So I'm going to go Catalans by 12 on that one. Yeah, I think. Based um, on Huddersfield's uh, absentees. Catalan have been a bit of a funny one. I feel like they've not been playing particularly well, but keep winning. Yeah. Um, and like you say, Buddersfield have got a couple out. It probably tips it in their favour. Mm. Uh, so I'm going to say Catalan by 10. Okay. 
we have a mixed bag. Um, Cast Tigers for the stat team, Huddersfield by two. Okay. Johnny Falancia, Catalan by two. Yep. Ewan for the insiders, Catalan by eight. I myself like Callum, Callum uh, Catalan by ten. Yep. And Nathaniel, Huddersfield fan, Huddersfield by two. Oh. <laughs> we know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. He just can't bring himself to say it, can he? No. Okay. All right, next game, Bri. Next game is Castleford feats and lose on Friday night at 8 o'clock. Castleford 70s night. 70s if you're going. Night. Isn't it always 70s night in Castleford? <laughs> 1870s. <laughs> <laughs> To lose, you're going to have a shock when you get there, aren't you? <laughs> oh, God. Right. Um, I'm going to say um, that Castle are going to find a bit of form to lose. I know they you know, beat St. Helens and whatnot, but going to Castle away is never easy, is it? You know, crowd right on top of you and whatnot. Um, and if they're all wearing... It'd be sunglasses and afros and flares and stuff. It's going to be even more distracting, isn't it? So yeah. I'm going to say Castleford by 18. Not 1870, just 18. <laughs> I'm going to cast. Uh, I'm going to go cast by 14. Uh, simple reason that I think Toulouse have started to put up more of a fight against most teams now, at least. Yeah. Yeah. We have a clean sweep. Uh, cast Tigers for the stats team. Cast by 16. Bit more confidence. Yeah, more like it. Uh, Johnny for the Lancaster team, they've gone cast by 16 as also. Uh, Nathaniel for Yorkshire, cast by 22. I've gone cast by 12. And Ewan for the Insiders has gone Castleford by 2. Mm, okay. Um, do we know Ewan supports? Is he a leader? Yeah, he a leader? I'll, get, I'll get to that. Oh, okay. Sorry, Bride. Just didn't, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Want to dampen your enthusiasm there? Sorry. No, oh, well, right. you'll find out why in a minute. You'll okay. you'll understand. All right. Okay. Okay. Uh, next game. Okay, Alfie Warrington, eight o'clock on Friday. Oh, this is a really this is a really week. tough one. They all are this week. Yeah, I, I, I agree. They all this are this in week. particular though. This is, is this because uh, neither of them have been playing spectacularly well, have they? No. I'm, I don't know why, and you know what we've said about Leeds and stuff like that, mm. about when we've tipped Leeds to win. I'm going to tip Warrington by six, but I don't know why. Okay. Absolutely no idea how to preview the game at all. No, same here. I'm in the same boat as you. I just think, I, I think what it is, is I'm expecting a reaction from Warrington, yeah. and I'm expecting yeah. them to go out and, and do the business. Um, so I'm going to say Warrington by 14. I, I tell you what, though, if... You're expecting a reaction. You want them to know. Hull KR is not the easiest place in the world to go and achieve that, is it? No, but you'd need to. Yeah. But I mean, just the whole atmosphere. Oh, and yeah, you know, the way at Hull KR is not know, easy. Yeah. No. So, but yeah, I'm going to say Warrington by 14. Okay. Cash Tigers for the Spectre team have gone Warrington by 10. Mm-hmm. Johnny for the Lancashire team has gone Hull KR by 10. Nathaniel for Yorkshire has gone Warrington by 4. Human for the insiders has gone Hull KR by 10. And myself, I think it depends on which halves play better. Mm. Yeah. And I've gone Warrington by 14, just because Gareth Witham, even in a poor game, give me a little bit of hope Yeah, for Warrington. Which is what Daniel was saying before, earlier in the pod, wasn't it, when he came on? Yeah. 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 
Okay. Uh, next game. Leeds v St. Helens, 8 o'clock on Sky on Friday. Um, I think, uh, I mean, another week with, with JJB and then, you know, the new setup leads. They can't get any worse. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. Um, St. Helens, I think, need to pick up their intensity. Um, I think they were they were poor against Toulouse. Uh, they had a slow start and um, didn't. I mean, I suppose they didn't really have to get out of second gear, but they had a really poor start against Whitehaven. I think that they need to switch on and come out the blocks. Whether they will or not, I'm not sure, but I'm going to say Saints by 26. Exactly same as you. Um, could be one of those games where Leeds find that bit of reaction because they're playing somebody. So good. But yeah, they know they need to step up. Yeah, the traditionally yeah. those games have always been feisty. Yeah. Uh, but I'm going to go Saints by 22. Mm-hmm. Cass Tigers for the South team has gone Saints by 24. Johnny for the Longshire team has gone Saints by 30. Nathaniel for Yorks has gone Saints by 18. I've gone Saints by 14. And you and for the Insiders, Leeds Rhinos fan. St. Helens by 46. Oh, <laughs> I thought you were going to say Leeds by two. <laughs> Ooh, ouch. Ouch. That's a dagger. Ewan. I'll tell you, yeah. I don't know if that's the medication from the uh, shoulder injury that's... <laughs> that's, uh, that's done that, but yeah. Ouch. If he gets that one Is right, it... he gets that one right, he can do it again next week. Can't it, he, he, he sent me it with a with a crying emoji next to it and said it's so painful saying Saints against Leeds but it's just a given at this point in time and I think we've got one more game Brian yeah on Sunday Wakefield for Salford at 3 o'clock right I I know it's not like me to get carried away about teams and make ludicrous <laughs> predictions right <laughs> see Huddersfield Huddersfield and Leeds and Leeds <laughs> right I'm all in on Wakefield. Okay. I'm all in on Wakefield. Wakefield 20. They've impressed me. They've wow. impressed me a lot. I think Salford might struggle. Um and I'm going I'm all in on Wakefield. Wakefield 20. Wow. Um I'm I can't say I'm that all in on them. Uh Salford um are, are, are a bit like win one lose one like we were saying about Hull. Um but the role that Wakefield are on and the confidence that they'll take going to Warrington twice in eight days and, and winning both times will be immense. So I'm going to say Wakefield by 14. I'll tell you what, just on that, um, I know he's not been there long enough probably, but uh, Leeds could do a lot worse than making an attempt for Willie Poaching, couldn't they? Yeah. Could go back as coach. Yeah. Sorry, I mean, that's not going to please anybody from Wakefield, but I'm just saying, just generally, I'm just, you know, I don't think that'll happen for a minute, but I'm just... No, no, I know what you're saying, though, yeah. Okay. Uh, Bri, sorry? No, I don't really. Um, Johnny for the Lancashire team has gone wakey by eight. Nathaniel for the Yorkshire team has gone wakey by ten. Ewan for the Insiders, wakey by 14. I've gone wakey by ten myself. And Cass Tigers for the Stats team, Salford by eight. (laughs) 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 Yeah, he just couldn't bring himself again. Yeah, he couldn't do it, could he? No, could work. Fair enough. And I, th- I think uh, does that is that that the last game? 
that's the last. That's all of them. I think that just about wraps us up then, doesn't it, Callum? Does. Some closing thoughts? Um, it's good to have the Prediction League back, first of all. Yeah. Uh, missed it from our international break. Yeah. Um, obviously, Daniel was magnificent. Talking about Warrington gave a real insight um, about what's going on at the club. Um, Do you know what? All our fans this season have come out have been absolutely top class, haven't they? Yeah, we've we've chose well, I think. I think so, yeah. Chose well, so um, and it's good just to chat to them and, and to talk about different clubs and, and, and listen to, well, I suppose those that aren't inside it, what it's what it feels like being a fan at that club at that moment in time. Yeah, so right. it's, yeah. uh, it's really intriguing. Yeah. Um, um, and I just loved it. Just loved being back every week. So yeah, yeah. exactly. Quite right. So yeah. So all that remains for us to be uh, to be saying is uh, enjoy your rugby league wherever you're going. And I think there's going to be some really close games this week. Um, and apart from that, it's night night from me. <laughs> it's night night from me. It's night night from me.